Is IP really ruining the parks? Let's unpack the magic. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Team Unicorn Podcast. My name is Tyler. And I'm Sammy. And today we are going to be talking and discussing uh, IP in the parks and whether or not we think it's good or bad or if we want more. And we're going to go over all the different areas throughout the parks that have gotten either an IP uh, addition or lands that are completely based on IP and just give you our thoughts on them. Yeah, because um, I... I hear the phrase quite a bit, like, there's just too much IP in the park. IP's ruining yeah. Disney. And um, so that just brings up the question, is it really ruining the parks? Is it really that bad? Like, do we, is there too much of it? Right. And I, I think from, like, I guess I'm like a Disney purist more than like a parks purist. That like, I'm okay if the parks change and if they add you know, additions to them, even if it's IP, as long as it's improving the quality of the parks or as long as it's like, like still captivating people. Um, and I think that, you know, from what I've seen so far, that it really has been an improvement. I, I do, I do welcome yeah. IP into the parks. I, I, I do too. Um, I think, I think it, I think Disney really sets its par- itself apart from like other parks because of the characters and like scenes from like the movies and shows that you grow up loving or like new ones that come out and you want to like be immersed in like these um worlds and get to know these characters even better and i think that just really sets them apart because you can go to like any six flags or like some kind of like generic park like we have our own like small little park park, yeah Yeah. and it's just it's not the same like you i like we go to disney i feel because we love seeing that stuff in the parks Mm -hmm. um so i i guess i get a little frustrated when i hear people saying like oh there's just too much ip and it's it's just ruining it and i'm like i i guess i don't really understand like how it's ruining it and like if you're like any sort of a Disney fan, like you, you like these movies and shows. So I, I guess I don't really understand like why you wouldn't want to see them in the Disney parks. Right. And it's, it's just, like you said, it's kind of like, like hypocritical almost like, yeah, I really like Disney. I really like this movie. I really like star Wars, but it doesn't belong in the parks. Yeah. Like I, I understand that to a point where if it had taken over or something, cause there's, I mean, there's still people out there that really loved, the streets of America or the Osborne lights at Christmas time. But the trade-off is you're bringing as a business, as a company, as a theme park, Disney is bringing in like tenfold more, you know, visitors to a park because you have star Wars galaxy's edge and yeah. Batuu there, as opposed to the streets of America. Yeah. I mean, like galaxy's edge opening, like that's, a, that's initially what, what made us book our first, first trip. Yeah, that's 100% what made us book our first trip. Like, so. that was, it's not that we didn't, we never 
not wanted to go to Disney. Yeah. It's just that that was the one, like that was the catalyst that really mm-hmm. said, okay, yeah, we're we're gonna make this happen. Yeah. Um. So we'll we'll get into um Galaxy's Edge specifically a little bit later, and just huge lands based of IP. But I, maybe let's kind of start smaller scale. Yeah. Um, I head to a park that we feel that is getting a lot of IP and maybe getting a little bit of a backlash for it. Yeah. So that park would be Epcot, and the whole like. Well, like the whole original theme for Epcot and what it what like what Walt envisioned Epcot to be, it isn't even that. Like when it opened, no. like it's not even the same thing. Like he wanted it to, to be like a community where people like actually lived and worked and like all these like technological advances that, you know, um in that that's not what it is. No, and, and even even when they um first, first opened, opened it, it, yeah. it was way different than the original you know, envisionment of yeah, like of Walt. They definitely took aspects and they yeah. made, but it was definitely more like educational. Yeah. Um, and that's what you know, like obviously we didn't grow up going to the parks, but like from what I've heard, it's just you know, kids thought of that as like the boring park because like mm-hmm. you know it just wasn't as fun for them. Yeah, I mean, and there was fun stuff to do there, like when they yeah. added you know Journey into Imagination, the original one with the Dreamfinder, like that was geared towards you know families in general, but like it was you know it had some kid uh, you know gearment to it. Yeah. Um, I I feel like looking back, like Kitchen Cabaret was probably one of those shows that was very much like geared to our tour kids because it's like <laughs> yeah, fruits and vegetables singing. So right. like there there was like stuff to, to for kids, but yeah. it was very educational. Yeah, things. it had like yeah that educational under underlying concept um, to it. And then I think what really kind of kicked off this debate, especially in Epcot, which then kind of reached over for the you know other parks. Um, was the addition of um, Nemo, the first IP to the park. Yeah, so, like, it was just originally the Seas um, over there, and then they, they yeah, added the Nemo IP, and it's the Seas with Nemo, Nemo and friends. Um, and I, you can... <laughs> You can tell that they thought that this was going to be huge because this was the first IP that was in the park. Because if you've ever walked through that queue oh of Nemo, it's the longest. It is the longest. It's it's very immersive. It's a very good queue. Oh I, yeah. Um, it's it was just it's it's incredibly long. So I think that Disney really thought like this is really going to be something huge for us. Um, and it's not that it's a bad ride. I love going on that ride. It's, yeah. It's essentially. <laughs> A haunted mansion style mover or a little mermaid style mover just in an aquarium um but that along with so that happened in 2006 yeah 2006 and then i think you said in 2007 um was the grand fiesta, grand fiesta tour, tour um, where they updated it to grand fiesta tour yeah. to add the three caballeros to um the park um in the mexico pavilion so those two were really the first big ish IPs that got put into Epcot. And then I think from there, that's where this debate started. Well, yeah. is it rooting the parks? The people really like the living seas more, you know, where people really clamoring for uh, El Rio de Tempo in the Mexico pavilion prior to these IPs coming in. Yeah. I don't know. And I just, I, one of my arguments like for this is like look what they did to um journey into imagination like they took like look what they did to my boy <laughs> they took like an amazing original 
Disney Parks idea and ride and ruined it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. So, like, when they say, like, oh, we need more original ideas. And I'm like, yeah, that's nice. And, like, you know, that, that could work. But... I don't know, are they just going to ruin them eventually, like what they did with Figment? Right, because that's um, another good point to mention. Like, I guess there is a difference between, you know, when you, when I guess when fans or, you know, when we talk about IP, I think a lot of people just turn to movies. Yeah, the movies. The movies. And if they're adding stuff from the movies to the parks, like that's bringing, integrating IP and it's bad. But there are so many good examples of IP that are, Disney parks based IP and figment is a perfect example of that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just one thing. I'm just like, I don't know. They, they essentially ruined like a really good ride and people want the original, um, back. We've never ridden the original. We want it so bad. Um, so I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know what to say. Like if, if they can't, um, you know, do the originals like justice, like, I don't know, like, what's the point of, like, bringing more original stuff? I'm not saying that they can't, but, mm-hmm. like, and Disney, I don't know. And Disney has been really good with bringing in, I shouldn't say really good, it's just that when they do it, I feel like it's 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 good. Um, but bringing in, you know, parks-based IP. They have Figment, obviously, which we love. Yeah. Um, Orange Bird. Um, he's prominent quite a bit in a little section in Adventureland and Magic Kingdom, yeah. and then usually around Flower and Garden. Yeah, or even Spike the Bee. Yeah, um, Spike bring the Bee. Back, um, um, Chubby in yep. Hollywood Studios. Uh, it's an original character put into an overlay, a uh, ride overlay. Um, but, yeah. you know. But we, then you have, like, all those original, um, like, rides that we got, like, Haunted Mansion, Pirates. Like, those were all, like, original. And, like, you get like some of those characters from those um mm-hmm. rides you know like th- those are all like original ideas and concepts and um you know i don't know if like disney's just like trying to or i don't i don't know like i i don't know if like imagineering is different um you know from like waltz days to like now and they don't really do as much but i guess if you think about it like all of the i i i can't say all the rides because i don't want to like I, I can't, it's not all the rides, but like a majority <laughs> of the rides in like the original Disneyland were based off of properties that were movies. Like look at, look at all fantasy land. Yeah. You have Peter Pan, you have Snow White, you have Pinocchio, you have Mr. Toad's wild ride. Like yeah. those are all rides that, you know, Disney purists think like those are like that. Those are the gold right. standards for those type of rides, but they were movies, but they were all movies. Everything is based off an IP. Yep. It's just like at that time, Disney didn't have this full catalog of, you know, intellectual property to to pick and choose from and pluck oh, from. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're up to what Encanto was the sixtieth mm-hmm. um, movie. So yeah, I mean, they they have like a whole a huge catalog yeah. to pick from now. Yeah. So. But I mean, then you do get like you know the original Pirates, and that you know stemmed into like just a park specific type of character or you know experience into ip into into movies right and that uh, that got the addition of jack sparrow which people were up in arms about like i know and now people... everyone now everyone's okay with it like yeah I, mean, I i haven't met one person that <laughs> said like i still hate the fact that they put jack sparrow in this yeah. right like he is in a great addition it's a great animatronic mm-hmm. i mean there's multiple animatronics but it's like it's a really good addition that fits the ride um in i i it's weird it would be weird to see the 
pirates without Jack Sparrow. Yeah, like it just makes sense. Like, I don't know, you you have this original ride, Pirates, and then you make movie based off the ride, which was very successful and people really, really like. So then it just made sense to add in the main character to the ride that he was based off of. Right. And you make a you make a really good point there that when Disney is adding this these characters or this IP into the parks, whether it be like a ride overlay or just an, like an additional character or a full-on fledged out lands, like they're doing it because the property is successful and they know they can make money off of it. At the end of the day, Disney is a is a business. It's a business. They are yeah. they're a company. They're here for profits. Bob Chapek knows that better than any <laughs> other one. Um, but I mean, that's that's what they're here for. They're here to make money, and if they know if they have a juggernaut like Moana, if they have mm-hmm. a huge, you know, property on and you know in their their toy box like Star Wars or Marvel, they're going to use them. Well, yeah, they're like, going to capitalize off of that. Why wouldn't you? Like and, anyone in their in their position would do that. And you know what? The fans are still going to come. Like we're still going to buy tickets to the parks. We're still going to go. We're still going to wait in however long the lines, you know, these rides get or like, you know, if they bring in like the character meet and greets to meet these characters, like, mm-hmm. you know, people are still going to buy the stuff. They're going to wait in the lines. Like they're still going to do it. Like right. there's the, not going to be some like big boycott. Like right. the amount of people to, to that, show Disney. Like <laughs> the amount of people out there that are like, I hate that they were, they got rid of Ellen's universe of energy and replaced it with uh, guardians, cosmic rewind. I'm never going back to Epcot again. Like, and you weren't really probably a, a true Epcot fan. If like, that was the only reason you're going to Epcot was for universe of energy. Yeah. And now you're boycotting the park because of rocket and Gruder there now. Yeah. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, no, I don't know. So anyways, <laughs> um, we do have a list. I don't know if you want to just kind of go through them and talk yeah. about like, um, not all the rides, but uh, definitely some big rides that have gotten, um, a big IP overhaul, um, over the years. Yeah. So we're, we'll start by focusing on just some basic rides or yeah. basic areas. Um, yeah. Uh, Cause there's one exception here of, of attractions that had, you know, of, and, and it was an actual attraction and then Disney came in and plucked in IP. Yeah. Um, and because we this really kind of thing, I think stemmed and started in Epcot. Let's kind of stick in Epcot. Um, yeah, the big and one. <laughs> the big one, I guess, that kind of really kicked it off. I we feel is Frozen Ever After. Yeah. Um. So that's um before was the Maelstrom. Yep. Which was yeah an original idea and ride. Like it wasn't. It wasn't from like a movie or anything. So yeah, so they um after the success that Frozen had and still has, um, they're like, we'd be dumb enough or dumb like not to put Frozen in the Norway pavilion. Like it just sort of fits. It fits perfectly in the Norway pavilion, I feel and better than any other park uh in general. Yeah. Um, but if you want that's funny because I was reading an article and somebody thought that frozen would have been better in hollywood studios and i'm like where like where are you gonna put like right. a frozen ride i like the frozen like I guess at the stage t- show right and i guess at the time like what what hollywood studios was and i guess what mgm studios was to begin with to like what hollywood studios is now it's completely yeah completely different so like i could see the argument like today Saying, like, we'll put Frozen in Hollywood Studios because, like, Hollywood Studios is just kind of celebrating, like, the big franchises. Now. Yeah. Um, so, like, I could see an argument for it maybe, like, today. But, like, you know, five, six, seven years ago, like, I, I still think that if you want to keep 
you know, the the spirit of Frozen there, like putting in the Nori Pavilion just yeah. made perfect sense. Yeah, I, I agree. I like I like it there. Um, Obviously, we never got to ride the Maelstrom, but I don't think i'm really missing out right and the thing <laughs> but, with like, the thing specifically with this ride it's it's the same exact ride they didn't change anything that, about yeah. the ride it's just an overlay they i don't know they, i would assume they kind of gutted everything you know around the the flume mm-hmm. and then added frozen to it but yeah. everything in there is essentially the same exact ride from what i've seen um it's just now has frozen um, but then there are other cases where they take a, an attraction building and completely scrap it and completely change everything. Yep. And then that's where we got Mickey and Minnie's Runaway, Runaway Railway from. Yes. Yep. And that replaced the great movie ride, which I know some people are still like really upset about. From like, <laughs> I mean, this might upset some people, but like from what I've seen out of like old footage from it, like I don't think that I really would have cared for it too much. I think, yeah, I think the only been... scene like I would have liked probably would have been like the Mary Poppins scene. But yeah. like other than that, like I feel like that was an attraction that was showing its age that it was it was time. Yeah, for sure. And in an, it's a great I don't know. It's a great ride for I mean, it's a family ride, but like we're adults and we love it. And and honestly, like it was way overdue. Like that was Mickey's first like ride mm-hmm. in disney like i don't know <laughs> that just seems crazy and it's such a weird thing because like it's like the this argument came up again like oh you're just adding more ip to the park like yeah one great movie ride was nothing but ip well yeah because it was all it, it was, was all movies it was all movies um which i feel like that type of ride maybe fits better in universal because like universal is built upon just like taking their movie franchises and kind of you know getting you like little rides or attractions or sometimes you know lands off of that um but you know mickey technically is an ip like he is yeah he is disney's ip he's not like a specific movie or anything but like i mean mean, he has his own like shows and shorts and yeah um, so i think like people were kind of up in arms in two ends one that they're getting rid of this amazing ride with the great movie ride but then two like you're adding you know, an IP to the park. I'm like, one, it replaced multiple IPs. And like, if there's any IP that you're going to want in Disney World, maybe Mickey Mouse isn't the one to complain about. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. And I and I love Mickey and Minnie's. I think it's a great addition. I think it fits really well um, in the Chinese theater. Like there, like I, I don't know. Yeah. The theming to like why you're there at the Chinese theater makes sense. Like it's, it's a very great ride. I think it's great for the entire family, which might've been something that the great movie ride couldn't say. Like, I don't, I don't foresee like little kids getting on that ride. Right. Like you have like a five-year-old, like, I don't know, like, are they really going to enjoy that? But you put them on Mickey and Minnie's and like, they're going to have fun on that. Yeah. That's a whole family adventure. Right. I, I love it. This is, it's, it's, it's absolutely a must do every time we go to Hollywood studios. Yeah. Um, you know, if we could try writing it multiple times. It's, oh, it's yeah, really, really for fun. sure. And like, well, and then where they're putting it out in Disneyland, out in Toontown, get, getting that whole area like a refresh, like works perfectly over there. Like, Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, and they're and they're adapting it for where it is, like, because obviously, like in Hollywood Studios, it's going in the Chinese theater, um, you know, and then in disneyland is going in toontown so it's going to be a little bit different like yeah the it'll be in a theater a little bit but different. the queue, yeah so they're adapting it and and i love that that they're not just copy paste you know um on everything i mean and it's nice it's 
kind of nice that you mentioned copy paste. Yeah. Another one that um, I think fans kind of got a little iffy about, but I personally love it is Remy's Ratatouille adventure in um, Epcot. Yeah. in Epcot. And I think that was just the perfect addition. Like I, I think more, um, I think more of the pavilions need like not always a ride, but I think they need something like a show or, mm-hmm. you know, something else to do. Um, so I, I think that was just the perfect addition. And I mean, yeah, it was a copy paste ride, but like, I don't know, it doesn't really get any more perfect than. And it's, it's difficult to complain about a copy paste ride for a ride. That's literally like thousands of miles and hours yeah. on a plane ride away from you. Like on the other side of the world, like, yeah, it's the same ride as it is in Disneyland Paris, but how many people are frequently going to Disneyland Paris to experience that ride and then come to Epcot and be like, oh, I've already ridden yeah, this over, it's it's over it is, it's the same ride. Um, like, there's a reason it was so good out in Disneyland that they decided to bring it, or Disneyland Paris, Paris that they decided yeah. to bring it over to Epcot. And, well, um, and it literally is going in the France Pavilion, like... I don't know. Yeah, and it, it makes sense. And so this is a this is a situation where it wasn't an initial like ride that was already their attraction was already yeah, there. Like they, they had expand, a pavilion yeah. that expanded. Um and to be honest, like out of any of the things that they've put in Epcot, like I feel like even Remy's Ride to Adventure fits more perfectly in Epcot than Frozen does. Like, oh, for Norway? Yeah. yeah. Like I feel mm-hmm. like that is like it's perfect integration. It like the pavilion, you like almost doubled the size of the pavilion oh, back yeah. there. They've added extra shops and extra eateries. Like it is perfect. It is beautiful. Yeah, it like is the, one of my favorite spots in Epcot. The theming like they did back there, like it they just knocked it out of the park. Like and it was and it yeah, and I think it was I think it was needed. Like they needed another like family style attraction there in Epcot and and speaking yeah. from people who take the International Gateway coming in, mm-hmm. I'm glad that it's the first ride there that you can just <laughs> yeah. hop on right away. So you're not, if anyone's coming via bus or from the parking lot or from the monorail, mm-hmm. that's literally the furthest ride away from you. Yeah. And it's so limited of how many people can access the International Gateway. So yeah. I really appreciate that. It's kind of, it's nice to have that we one big ride. You get that first the, dish back for there. rope drop, yeah. Um, speaking of Epcot, do you want to talk about the newest addition to Epcot? Yeah. So, uh, the newest one there is Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, which replaced, um, the Ellen ride, the universe Universe of energy. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I know some people, um, think that it doesn't really quite fit there. Do you, do you think it fits or um, do you think it's a little out of place or? I think that the Disney Imagineers have done a very good job trying to make something fit. Uh, but the reasoning behind it is a pretty far stretch. For me. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like it. Um, I, I get where they're going. Like they. Um, so I guess the initial it, the initial plan or the yeah. reason why it's there is that you have all these. You have the world showcase in the back and you have like world celebration and world nature. Um, and this is kind of like an interplanetary pavilion yeah. that's coming to Epcot. Like the um, Zandarians plucked it down and brought it. And this is their, you know, their This is world like their show, pavilion. Their pavilion. Yeah. Um, um, and sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'm okay with it. It brings, it brings Marvel IP to the parks, which I'm all for. I never thought we'd see Marvel IP in a Disney park. Yeah. Um, and Guardians of the Galaxy is one of our favorite movies and yes. franchises, so I'm a-okay with it. How they're going to integrate it, especially where it is, it's just kind of like, 
Sure, but, you do you. Yeah, I don't know. I I like it, and I think like having it next to Spaceship Earth, like um, I I think it it kind of I think it kind of works. Um, like yeah. I'm not mad about it. No, and um, like you got that kind of like spacey area. Yeah, you, you said you have that, and you have Space Two Twenty where you're going up and eating. I was in just space. gonna say like, yes. Yeah. So you have like Spaceship Earth. You have like Guardians of the Galaxy, and then yeah, you have like um mission space with yeah like you know going into outer space so they think like the general area that it's in um i don't know the names of the like, all the new areas now the new neighborhood there yeah um but i think it works you know for what mm -hmm. else is like around it and um i don't know in the ride itself like um we haven't ridden it yet well, um, as of the time this comes oh. out <laughs> we'll have ridden it probably at least once but at the time of <laughs> recording this um we haven't but um I'm very excited for it. I, I honestly think it's probably going to take, like, my top spot for, like, my favorite, like, ride in Disney. Um, probably. So, but, yeah, I don't know. And I, again, like, some people are probably upset about it because, you know, they're just bringing them more IP into the parks and, you know. But, but I think it's just, like you said, it's a way to get Marvel property into Disney World, like, in obviously with, you know, contracts and how like all of that works for Disney World right now, like that's probably really hard to do. So I think they saw an opportunity and you right. know, I think with how well Avengers Campus is doing out in Disneyland, like they they knew that they needed something Marvel, like big Marvel mm -hmm. down in Disney World. And compared to like what what is happening down the road at Universal, like they have their Marvel area, but like it is based like solely off of like the early 90s like comic book and tv show marvel properties so like it's nothing it's current. it's nothing really current and you can definitely tell like it's it's really different from what you know current fans are expecting out of rights especially like you said when you have avengers campus on in, mm -hmm. in dca um which we'll get to in a little bit but like it's completely night and day with what type of marvel content you know the parks are producing right now or you know what type of attractions they're producing and um i'd like to see more i, yeah. I do see that, that there is opportunities to mm -hmm. to put more marvel into the parks especially in like hollywood studios which would make perfect sense yeah. for me um it's just how do you integrate it and then how do you convince these disney purist fans who don't want these ip in the park or don't think that you know you know marvel fits into a park how do you get that into you know, an area and make everyone love it. Yeah. And then speaking of um, DCA, let's kind of hop over to Disneyland Resort. Because mm -hmm. um, they have two um, rides out there that have had IP integration that some fans weren't maybe necessarily <laughs> happy about to begin with, but it seems like it's it, they're both universally loved today. Yeah. From what I... I... I guess from what I've seen. Um, so like the first one is um it's a small world out in Disneyland. Mm -hmm. They integrated new dolls. Um so like from like the movies, and then they put them in like their respected countries, uh, countries and areas. areas within the ride. Yeah. Um and I I love them. It's so freaking cute. They're they're just like the cutest things. Like I and and they're they're integrated, like they look like um the dolls yeah they you look know, they look like um, they belong there yeah so i think you know if you don't really i don't know if you don't really like them or or even if you don't even know about like you probably would would miss a lot of them um if you're not yeah. even really looking for them but um they have like a ton like 
I don't know. The one I'm thinking about is just Cinderella and Jack and Gus Gus. Um, that's like one of the first ones that you see. I really um, like. I really like, like Ariel. Favorites. Yeah. Um, or Lilo and Stitch. Oh, I think that's yep. a really cool one. And like the kind of like the Polynesian Hawaiian um, area that they have there. I, I the, the characters make sense there to me. Uh, I remember when we watched the Imagineering story on Disney Plus. Um, they hadn't kind of talked about like this was something like they took a risk on like a lot of the because Disneyland is a local park. Yeah. Um, a lot of the locals were very much against that. And then after, you know, they actually saw it, they were like, OK, yeah, you didn't ruin it. It's a small world. Like yeah. you actually have made it better. Like, yeah, you're okay with this. Um, you know, because we obviously we knew about it. So it was really fun, like looking and trying to like, yeah. find them all. Like um, so I think it because um, I think Peter Pan, he's flying above you. Yeah, Peter Pan and, uh, and Tinkerbell. Yeah, they're are like up above. they're flying above. Um, also, I think um, Aladdin and Jasmine on the carpet. Yep, they're they're, the they're carpet. like flying above too. So yeah, it was just really fun to just like it was almost like a little scavenger. Yeah, box. yeah. Um, and they just they're freaking adorable. Like I just mm-hmm. I love the Mary Blair style. Like it just it's so cute. Um, yeah, I think that was just a smart move, and I really, really wish they would bring them to Disney World so oh. we get to see them a little more often. Right. Um, I guess speaking of bringing stuff from Disneyland to Disney World, we did get the announcement that they are bringing over the Hatbox Ghost. Uh, yes. And integrating that into the Disney World Mansion. Yes. Um, but I guess so I'm really that. excited for that, too. And, hey, that's another kind of, it like, is. IP, it's... but it's it's park attraction-based yeah, IP. Yeah, it's, like, park original stuff. Um you know, and yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm excited. Like, I love the Hatbox Ghost. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, like I think it's about time he <laughs> makes his debut in Disney World. And um, I, it was so fun, like seeing the Hatbox Ghost for the first time because you hear about him and you see him like on, like I, we see him on Instagram or like you know YouTube videos, but like actually seeing him in person was really, really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is in a ride that does get a seasonal over overlay, which yeah. does seem to be very well respected and well loved. Yes. So out in Disneyland, um, the Haunted Mansion gets the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay um, for the holidays. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it fans seem to really love that. And I don't know if it's just because it's because it's a temporary thing, um, but it's still integrating IP into the parks. And it's integrating like what you wouldn't think like a traditional Disney IP is. Yeah. Like putting in like... I don't know, like Moana into Epcot or something, or even like the Incredibles into like Pixar Pier. Like, okay, yep, I can see that. But like, this is like a really kind of like creepy sort of Disney <laughs> Yeah. Um, we, and not to say that I don't like The Nightmare Before Christmas. It's just that, you know, it, I guess really isn't our jam. No, definitely not my <laughs> vibe. Um, I just, I'm not a Tim Burton fan. Like, I, I don't really like, any of his stuff like his style like it's just it's just not mine um and i know but i know a lot of people really love it and um for what they do for the the overlay like we've watched like ride through videos and it looks amazing i would love to ride it oh yeah they do such an incredible job Um, i I think again like it just it works and they do such a good job and i feel like yeah it makes sense like do do the overlay for the holidays and Mm -hmm. um i think that's really smart so and like they've they're constantly adding to it or you know changing it like every single year the gingerbread in the um the the ballroom scene oh that yep, changes that every changes. single year 
Um, the Oogie Boogie kind of at the end of the ride has changed a couple times throughout um, the course. Or that even that last scene a little bit has changed a little bit throughout the end. The graveyard scene is so fun and spooky, yeah. and like it's it it still retains like everything that the mansion was created for. But you just give it a little bit of that extra IP boost. Yeah, like it's it's such an it's such a unique experience, and I think that maybe like you had mentioned, like because it's temporary. That's why people like it more. Right. Well, and I think um, because I know that when the mansion, the Haunted Mansion ride was um, being built and they were trying to decide, is it going to be like a spooky Haunted Mansion or is it going to be a fun Haunted Mansion? And then they just integrated both. Um, I don't remember which one was which, but it was Claude Coates and um, really? Mark Davis. Yeah. Um, I don't remember which one, like the spooky and... Which one was Mark it? Davis is like the funny one. Oh, okay. Um, but I think that works really well with Tim Burton in The Nightmare Before Christmas because it has like the spooky like look and feel, but actually watching the movie, like there's definitely like some funny parts and um like Jack is very like lighthearted and he's very yeah he, for a skeleton, you know, he seems kind of like he almost has like an innocence to him. Yeah. Um, so I think um between like the two styles of the haunted mansion and then just like tim burton's like just you know the, the style and feel and look of the nightmare before christmas like it's it's essentially like the haunted mansion like you get like the funny and the spooky at the they same ma- time they marry very yeah. well together so i think that just it just works yeah so well um so those are kind of some examples of specific rides or in, i guess in remy's case a pavilion that had gotten an ip added to it um, but kind of retain the same feel of kind of the, the general area around it. Like yeah. they're not really changing a whole lot of the Norway pavilion to fit frozen ever after. Um, but there have been instances where they have taken entire lands out removed entire lands or added entire lands based solely on IP. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, they're probably some of my favorite spots in any of the Disney parks. Uh, yeah, there's some really good ones on you know, I guess on the list that we have. Um, so I guess, do you want to just start? Probably um, just start from what we have and go down. We're probably so, going to start with the one that we think is very beautiful, but we don't really care for yeah. it. <laughs> uh, which would be Pandora. Pandora. Yeah. So like the look of Pandora is beautiful. Like, it's absolutely it, incredible. It's just like the floating mountains, um, the color scheme, um, the Pandora at night, um, just absolutely beautiful. I could care less about the movie um but with that being said like i don't think um you know just because i don't like the movie or we don't like the movie i don't think that it ruined like that area of the park by adding it and it doesn't detract us not liking to go there like flight of passage is an incredible ride and it doesn't matter what you think about the movie like the ride itself is it's it's very beautiful it's very it's it's moving actually and and well technically it is moving uh, but like <laughs> it, it, it's like it's it's a moving ride and it, it's mm-hmm. attraction and it's thrilling um navi river journey which i know isn't your favorite but like i love the shaman at the end i oh, think yeah like, like how short that ride is it's still a very beautiful ride oh yeah it's still really beautiful it's just i just wish um they would do more like there's no i don't know like you don't get any like characters walking around you basically like just have like the two attractions which obviously one is better than the other 
Um, you know, and I, I do really like Navi River Journey, like, for how beautiful it is. But, like, you're just looking at everything. Like, there's really nothing very, like, exciting about it. Yeah. So, I wish they would have maybe done more with that. Um, but then, you know, and then you have, like, Satuli Canteen to go eat. Um, and then that um, stand, like, right outside. Yeah. Um, and they, it, it seems like, especially, like, pre-COVID, there was more going out there. There was, like some characters there were yeah, like some live was, music like, some like yeah i was just gonna say like live music but i don't know like i still think that it, it you could do more or like add more stuff to it um but like, i want to see flying banshees like actually <laughs> in the park <laughs> um yeah and i guess you know obviously it's you know i don't again i don't know how practical that would be but but with the technology that they have coming out right now i think it, maybe in the future it could be possible to have I don't know, like people like roaming, you know, around. Um, yeah, I think that would be very doable. I think like you could, and, and like I'm okay if if like seeing like a like a puppet. Like I'm okay seeing the puppeteer as long as like the puppet is like the main show. So like if right. you had like an actual like flying banshee kind of like so think of like how they did um Sven in the Broadway musical Frozen. Yeah. Like if you have something like that where it's an actual person inside of it, but like maybe you have like two guys in like kind of like some camouflaged night mm -hmm. blossom type of like greenery on holding like wings and flapping wings and like they're puppeteering wings, but you have someone inside there like as the banshee. Like sure. you could make that work and just have like a like a banshee like just kind of roaming around Pandora. Yeah. Like that would be really cool. Or even like Put some people on some stilts and get yeah. like some some navi walking around like i think that would be really cool and it is doable like kind of something along the same lines of like divine oh sure out in animal mm -hmm. kingdom like put like yeah. put like them in like a blue stilted suit yeah um and i think that would really one up or plus up the the area yeah because yeah, i guess like i just know like when we go like into pandora it's usually just to like go Santula to like canteen. Santula canteen <laughs> to eat and then maybe if we're getting on flight of passage and then i know we did make it a point to go to pandora at night to get some really pretty pictures um but you know other than that like i just i really feel myself like well i just don't really have anything else to do i mean i can walk around and maybe like take some really cute pictures there but mm -hmm. um you know, for it being like a whole land, um, for me, I think it just kind of falls short. But overall, I don't think it like ruined the park. I don't think, um, yeah, like you said earlier, like it doesn't like stop us from going and enjoying that right. area. And I do, but... I do feel like a lot of people, especially like in Animal Kingdom, were like, "This is IP. We this doesn't belong here." But like Joe Rody himself, who like was like the mastermind behind oh. creating animal kingdom. He was the master behind, behind doing Pandora as well. Like if he signed off on it, like if he understood the assignment, yeah. if he understood the reasoning why it's there, then nobody else should be questioning right. it. Like, yeah. He, like... he, he signed off on everything. Like, if it's good for Joe Rody, it's good for <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say, if Joe Rody says it's okay, then I'm okay with it. <laughs> so... <laughs> um, so let's uh, go on to our next one, which is Toy Story Land. Yeah, Toy Story Land. Um, so that's over in Hollywood Studios. Mm -hmm. Um, that replaced. Um, I'm not exactly sure. I'm not. I don't. I don't know what was out there at that time. Yeah. I'm assuming something, but probably was something small. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I really, I really like Toy Story Land. Um, I really, I love the attractions that they have there because there's three of them. 
um, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. And it feels very immersive. Yes. Like, you definitely feel like – because the whole idea of Toy Story Land is that you're in Andy's backyard and you've shrunk down to the, the size, size of, of a toy. toy. Um, so, like, everything that um, – that the land is built out of it it's supposed to be like andy built like things like with toys and stuff that he would have had in like his room like just to like take out mm -hmm. and, and do and um i think they did an amazing job like it really works it, super well it does and it looks i don't know it just looks so good um so yeah i i love it um i think um for me i like it better than pandora yeah me um, too. so and yeah and like i said you have like the three attractions you have um the uh it's a place to eat Woody's, Woody's lunchbox Woody's lunchbox um which is really cute and I love like the seating and, and then they're getting another one um the Woody's round roundup barbecue yeah, or something like whenever that whenever that opens yeah um so I think that they fit a lot into the space like and I don't think it's like it's not huge um but I think they fit a lot in there yeah and, and they do really it, it, the detail work in that so like when you're walking like you're looking down and you can see these huge like footprints of andy because yep. like you're walking like he's walking through his yard or like you're looking up and seeing like a you know rex who is only like yay big on this you know in real life but like you see him on top of a huge stack of jungle blocks mm -hmm. in the middle of this roller coaster that andy set up like you do feel like you almost feel like the size of an ant almost yeah <laughs> um it's it's very the, the detail work that they put into it and incorporating even like Toy Story Mania because like that wasn't it, that that ride was originally there. Yeah, that ride was originally there. Um, but they just made a second new entrance to it yep. on the back side the of it side. to add in there, which is why you have to like walk up and over the tracks to get to one side of it. Just logistically, yeah. that's how it works. Well, and the queue for that is the queue is I amazing. Love that queue. <laughs> um, and seeing like Mr. Potato Head yeah. like talk to yep. you there. Um, just everything about like even like the slinky dog cue because like it's you're underneath like a scrabble board and a shoots and ladder board yep. and like it's kind of propped up by like you know canteen like canteens for like, his school lunch or whatever it's like there's so much work and effort that went into that to make it feel like this is all stuff that was in andy's house or in andy's toy box yep. That created this world you definitely feel like integrated into that world there yeah for sure i i love it um the i think it's a little weird um like going into um from like toy story land to galaxy's edge i mean they do a good job like i think with the transition um yeah it's a weird it, juxtaposition it, but it, it's weird <laughs> like you could go from toy story land to galaxy's edge well it's weird just being there, like but... like you're, you're in a land that like there are actual like aliens and then you go like the first ride you get in there is like aliens really sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a good transition to start talking about galaxy's edge okay yeah um you had mentioned before that this was the ride or this was the the area that really pursued us getting to disney yeah um well yeah so like um we've talked a lot um your uncle jay like huge star wars fan mm -hmm. um so i know he was just like yeah i want to go and we're just like yeah we're like we're gonna, we're go, gonna go too, too. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah when once that land um opened and then we had gotten um rise of the resistance because i think that opened like december of 2019 yeah it only been went, open for like a month yeah and we went in january of 2020 so like we we knew we wanted to get rise of the resistance because we were just hearing like so many like 
I don't know, like good things. And like, we weren't really exactly sure exactly what Rise of the Resistance was, but we knew it was going to be something like new and amazing. Um, but yeah, that really just kind of sealed the deal on our, on our first trip. And um, so I guess as like, you grew up a Star Wars fan, like, what did you feel like walking into Galaxy's Edge? Dude, I freaking like- <laughs> cried the first time. Like, you know, like I bawled yeah. the first time I walked in here. Like, I can't imagine like Jay didn't have a teary eye as well. Yeah. Um, it like it you literally felt like you were in like Star Wars. Yeah. Um there is another spot in in Hollywood Studios where um Star Tours is and you have the little traders with Tatooine, like yeah, you they kind of make like a little indoor forest there, but like you can definitely tell it, it's very nice, but you could definitely tell like it's like a backstage movie studio version right. of Endor. Like when you walk in the Galaxy's Edge, like either coming from like the streets of America or like the Muppet Land, yeah. or Muppet Vision area, or from Toy Story Land, like the music changes. Like there's not a yeah. whole lot of like there's not a whole lot of anything there. It's just more of scenery and rock work, right? Because it's like getting you ready. It's getting like... you ready for it, and you get closer, and you finally start hearing more. And then you start hearing like a fighter jet <laughs> go over, or you, you know, hear some Tie Fighters like pewing mm-hmm. off in the distance, and then you finally see like you know a jet, or you finally see like you kind of come into like this little marketplace area. So like you you definitely are walking into something that you've always wanted to experience. Um, it, it was an incredible experience. I, I love the way that the land is kind of set up where it's kind of twisting and turning and you don't really know what to expect behind the corner. Yeah. And like the shops are hidden and um, like it's just, there's a little, like a level of secrecy to some of the places. You don't really know like what you're getting into. So like, it kind of feels like you're just, you're like really like open roaming yeah. Um, in like a brand new like land. Yeah. So, and so it's Batu that you're yeah. on. So, and that's like completely made up from, yeah, and, for, for the purpose of Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, and like, I feel like some fans were you, probably a little upset about I that. was just going to say, do you wish they would have like picked a planet from Star Wars or like, do you like that it's? I don't think I don't think I would have liked it much or as much if it was like a, a land from Star Wars. Reason being is that I think that if it, they if they had made um, like a place on like Tatooine or like Coruscant or Endor or something like the fans would go in with an expectation of what it should be off of what they've seen in the movies. Right. Or they would be like, well, this doesn't look the same way as it did in episode five or whatever. So like I don't think. I think making it completely original to the story of Star Wars, but including it in the canon of Star Wars. I was just gonna say, how did you or how do you feel about like the the timeline restriction, which they seem to be I, lifting? Yeah. So for those who don't know, they have a uh, essentially when Batu opened, it took place strictly between episodes. I think. Is it eight, eight and nine? nine or seven and eight. Yeah. It was. It was right in. It was in the new trilogy. It's in the, yeah, the new. Um, and canonically, like there was, you'd only see characters from that. So you, you would see Chewbacca still, but you would only see Ray. You would see Kylo Ren. You would see, um, the new character Vi. But other than that, you wouldn't see anybody else. Right. Like you wouldn't, like they you have a cantina, see, like, but yeah. like, you wouldn't see Olga there. You wouldn't see like Jabba the Hutt or Darth Vader or mm-hmm. anything like that. And it worked for a little bit just because it was new and fresh and people were still like getting to know it um get rid of it i don't i don't really care for it too much like 
Disneyland seems to be doing it, I guess, more often than Disney World is. Because they've had Boba Fett and Fennec Shan out there. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to be having Mando with uh, with Grogu coming yeah. out there. So, like, this Star Wars land was meant to encapture Star Wars fans mm-hmm. coming to the park. Give the fans what they want. I was Give just going to say, characters. by putting, like, a timeline on it, you're really limiting what you can experience. Especially there. from the, like, of the three trilogies, it's definitely not the favorite of the three trilogies, I feel. I think most people probably would say, most. like, their original trilogy is, like, yeah. their favorite. I love the new trilogy. I know. We, we both do. Yeah. Um, But I feel like if you're only limiting to a certain time right. frame, you're really kind of carving out who you want to enjoy this right not that not that any star like every star wars fan that like you walk in like you see the millennium falcon like like i remember like i was holding your hand so tight and i'm just like yeah. this is it like i'm seeing the millennium falcon right now um and getting to pilot it and, and yeah. like we got jay to pilot it too like and, it's like, such it's so just... it's so incredible but like you need more to it yeah speaking of ip um we got a, a character from Millennium Falcon, um, Hondo Onaka, who's canon to the Star Wars, but it's new to, you know, new in the park. So, like, that's another really good integration of IP mm-hmm. that made sense for this specific area. Yeah. Um, but, like, I, I want to see more characters out there. I want to see, like, you know, it, you don't have to have, like, Darth Vader and Kylo Ren kind of cross paths. Like, you can definitely make this, you know, make it separate. But, like, you know how cool it would be to see, like, you know, uh, uh, a cast member dressed up as C-3PO oh, walking down yeah. and with R2 next to him or, mm-hmm. like, someone, like, because they've, they've done it. They've had R2 out there. They've yeah. had BB-8 out there. Like, they can do it. It's just do it more. Like, I, yeah. I'm all for the characters, but, like, don't limit it to just one area. And right. I guess that's my, that's my biggest issue with Galaxy's Edge is that they're confining the story to a, a very minute time frame yeah. when you have years and decades of content and and canon that you can explore yeah exactly and i don't know and i'm here for it like i think that's what um really can set these lands apart um is is by those like character interactions and just Mm -hmm. having them you know roaming and um i think i think galaxy's edge is getting it's getting a little bit better and i know like obviously covid put a big reckon to into that but um yeah i i totally agree i i really think that having more free roaming characters um from all the movies um even the shows like i think really um would just level up this land um for sure and and coming as like a not like the biggest star wars fan like obviously not growing up um like i still really enjoy galaxy's edge yeah um and i've heard that from um like if you watch molly from mammoth club um I know she's said it before, like, she's, like, a casual Star Wars fan, and she absolutely loves this land, and, um, you know, and I, like you said before, I think, like, some, like, really hardcore, like, Star Wars fans um, maybe can be, like, too critical and maybe right. don't enjoy it as much, but I think it helps, like, not tying it to, like, a planet that already exists, like, to mm-hmm. kind of ease that a little bit, but, um, but yeah, I think it's, it's definitely a land that everyone can enjoy because it is so immersive. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether you like know anything about star Wars, even if you don't really care for it, I think you can still enjoy it. I think you can still enjoy all the rides there. Like definitely have heard like 
amazing things from Rise of the Resistance from people that yeah. don't even know Star Wars. Yeah, um, I think of any of the the lands that we're going to cover because we have a couple more. Like to me, honestly, Galaxy's Edge is probably the most you feel the most immersed into that franchise yeah. or into that that idea that you're actually living out a day mm-hmm. in that you know in that fictional universe right yeah and i think um disney adding galaxy's edge like i, I think was such a smart move like as big as the star wars franchise is and to be able to bring this to fans um in such a huge way um yeah, I think I think it was a really yeah. smart move. And this was kind of like Disney's answer to Hollywood or not Hollywood Studios, uh, Universal uh, with their Harry Potter area. Yes, um, yeah. Because you know we I, obviously we are huge Disney fans. We haven't been to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, but like we see it, it's immersive. Oh my it gosh, is. It looks amazing. It looks incredible. Um, like you are there. You are in the Wizarding World. You feel like you're a, a wizard, or you know. A, there and as a muggle you just kind of have to take it in and be like this is this is incredible this is what you've read about in books for so many years this is what you've seen in the movies this is what you've dreamed about since yeah you know you've you've been assigned a house so like that i feel like disney needed to capture that yep. type because like that to me like at at that point when it came out like was the gold standard of type of like storytelling and immersion like universal studios did such a good job with that yeah, with those two areas that Disney needed to do something. And this was their their kind of answer to it. And I feel like me being more of a Star Wars fan than a Harry Potter fan, it makes more sense to me. And it, it means a lot more to me. Um, but if you're like either like a hardcore Star Wars fan, I could see where someone would have been like, well, I was expecting something different. Yeah. But like if you're like... I really, I feel like a hardcore fan and a traditional fan are, you can separate those yeah. two. Like hardcore fans, like they want, like, I want to, I want to be sitting in Olga's Cantina. I want to be in the spot where Han shot. I'm like, okay, but like, this is not what we're doing here. We're doing something completely different and we're giving you a new experience so you can live out your own new Star Wars story. We don't want you to like have to relive another character story, which I kind of think is how um, the Wizarding World is. Like, you're going into a character, or to areas that Harry has already experienced. Yep. So, like, you you are Harry or Hermione or any of your favorite characters in that experience. Yep. While in Galaxy's Edge, you, you are the new character. You can be whatever Star Wars character you want. If you want to be Luke or Leia or Ahsoka, like, you can be that character. But if you want to be Tyler or Sammy that are coming in from, <laughs> yeah. you know, this this far off inhabitable planet that like you're, you know, experiencing this for the first time, you get to do that. Yeah. And I think that's what really kind of sets Galaxy's Edge apart. But for me, like the weakest down point is just not having like those like tons of free ranging roaming characters yep. from all over the franchise like you do in California. Yeah. Well, speaking of California, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> they have probably one of your favorite lands. Yeah, this is there. this is my favorite land. As much as I love Galax- Galaxy's Edge, like this is hands down my favorite land based on IP in any Disney park that I've ever been to. Yes. So we are talking about Avengers Campus mm-hmm. out in Disney's California Adventure. 
Um, so that, um, we had to, we had to just, wait for this one a little yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> because it was scheduled to open during the pandemic. Um, I think like that, like I think in like June or something. Mm -hmm. Um, it was scheduled to open, but it didn't. Um, it opened the following June, so in twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um, so it took a little while, you know, obviously with stuff going on in the world, and um, it replaced the Bugs Land, which I, it's oddly enough, I do I do see like one or two people that still are like rooting for a Bugs Land, <laughs> oh like to re reclaim its throne, right? Um it's it's apples to oranges with these two i mean yeah. it's like avengers campus has all the stuff that i love about galaxy's edge and then you add all the characters that come into oh it oh my gosh they're just killing it out there like like because they're not restricted to the timeline there is there. no there's set no timeline. timeline so um yeah so you obviously like will have like tony stark which we all know he died and but you can you can meet Tony but you can Stark still meet him um you can meet both versions of captain america yep. out there like and i i think like the biggest thing for me is just like it's not set in a specific timeline but it's the characters that we currently are seeing right now yep and i think that's what makes it so awesome because like it's as being you know we're huge marvel fans we both are like just really like huge like nerds when it comes to this <laughs> fandom um but then, like, seeing, like, characters in attractions at the same time as we're seeing them in the movies and seeing these, yeah. these same familiar franchises mm -hmm. all, like, working together, like, it just makes so much more sense than whatever they wanted to figure out Galaxy's Edge was. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, it was just so fun, like, especially, like, when we're watching, like, Loki, like, getting all, like, the different variants of him, like, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, yeah, look who's showing up in the parks today. We got President Loki, like, yeah. out there. And, um, yeah, like, I just think that's just so fun. Um, you know, and, like you said, like, as Marvel fans, like, to, like, like, you just watch that episode and then you can go and, like, walk around the parks and like or walk around that area and like meet that character mm -hmm. um it's just so so fun um and it, it was nice like so that area they they first had tower of terror out in D dca and they changed that over to guardians of the galaxy mission breakout um and that was just kind of a standalone yeah because that was before avengers campus was um yeah because they still had the bugs land and they still had um, no. kind of the, the Hollywood land and, um, they, at the end of Hollywood land, as you turn the corner was the Tower of Terror and yeah. then they converted to Mission Breakout. So it was kind of just kind of like a one-off weird attraction that didn't fit either land really well. Right. And people were upset about yeah. it. Um, obviously because like Tower of Terror was, you know, it's like an original parks idea and story and theme. Um, and yeah, it got replaced by Guardians of the Galaxy. Which is another IP. Yep. Um, personally, I think it was made a little bit better. Yeah. Um, I just, I think, um, like the storyline and having it be more like fun, but you still get the thrill of being dropped, but like having the music in there, um, also not knowing like exactly what, cause I think they change out the songs, Soundtracks um, are different, yep. which I really like because then it just, it's like a different experience every time. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I really enjoyed Mission Breakout. Um, yeah. I, th I think it was a really good retheme. I do like, um, you know, because I think they'll keep Tower of Terror like original in Disney World. And then obviously they have Mission Breakout. So I kind of like that you you can have the opportunity to ride both, mm -hmm. um, which which I like. Yeah, but I, I feel like Guardians is the, you know, 
the better the premiere of the two rides. Yeah. Um, so then they got rid of Bugs Land and then kind of converted everything over to Avengers Campus. They've added um, at, at least the facade of whatever e-ticket they're going to wind up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's changed now. It's we'll changed see what happens when we get. Um, but then we did get Web Slingers um, with Tom Holland's Spider-Man yep. as the character. So you do have like, so Mission Breakout, you have, you know, Chris Pat, Zoe Saldana, um, and, you know, Dave Bautista and all them like as the characters in there, you do have Tom Holland as Spider-Man in there. It does look like you're going to get a lot of the original characters throughout these franchises and films mm -hmm. show up in these rides, in yeah. these attractions, which I really enjoy because like you said, like, or like I said earlier, like I'm currently watching these shows on TV or watching these shows in the movie. And then like these same characters who don't, or who aren't restricted to a timeline can show and mingle and just have yeah. fun in one well, big kind of like sandbox. Yeah, and that's really what makes Galaxies or um, Avengers Campus um, is the characters because I think if you take away like the characters or like even like just have like a couple out as some meet and greets, like it's just not as good. Like because like, you know every single time we walk through there, there yeah, was always there was characters. always characters. Like just and like they remember you too. Like I remember like we we talked to cast members who like remembered me from like seeing Spider Man when we when I went and saw we uh met Loki or like yep. you know, we would kind of I like, kinda of joked around with Black Widow. Like yep. we got to meet Captain America or we got to see Captain America um and Ant Man and the Wasp and uh T'Challa and we got to meet Carol Danvers, which was yep. incredible. It's one of my favorite meet and greets that we had in the yeah, Avengers she, Yeah, she was really good. Well, and that's the thing is, like, so they have, like, like the whole, like, stage show um, on top. Like, they do like that. They have the Dora Milaje, like, doing their thing. They have the Spider-Man stunt animatronic. Doctor Strange um, has his mystical yeah, his, magic show. Yeah, like, there's just so much. And, like, and again, like, it's a small, it's tight area, but they really do a lot with it, and those characters really, really set it apart and make mm -hmm. that land, um, just so immersive and amazing to experience. Like, I, I remember the last night that we were in DCA, like, we were walking out. We, like, it, it just, it just... I wanted to see Spider-Man, and then I just missed Spider-Man, and then the 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 ca the cast member who was kind of like the character attendant came out and like said like, "Hey, can you come back out here? Like, yeah. he really wants to meet you." So like, I got to meet Spider-Man one last time. Like, I'm walking out. Like, it was just really hard to leave because like, out of any Disney land that I'd been in, or you know, especially like a land that's based on IP, like this was the one that I felt like was meant for me yeah like even more than galaxy's edge even more than like toy story land like this is the one where i'm just like i love it here i never want to leave <laughs> here this is my absolute favorite yeah. um and it's and it, it's small but it's mighty it is <laughs> it is <laughs> i love it um yeah, I don't know. That's one of my favorites, too. <laughs> uh, but I guess uh, moving on to another land out in California. Um, we'll go right next door? Yeah, we'll go right next door. Um, so, well, oh. We have Cars Land. Oh, yeah. Cars Land. Um, and then there's also Pixar Pier. Yeah, let's take, let's go right next door okay. to Cars Land. So we'll it's, to, it's, it's literally right adjacent to. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Because um, you can walk through. Um, so, yeah. So, you have Cars Land. Um, that opened in 2012. And, and so, this was a land that they added to the park that originally wasn't supposed to be IP, but then cars came out and then it just made sense to integrate the IP. Cause it was supposed to be like, uh, <coughs> bless you. Thank you. 
<laughs> it was supposed to be like still kind of like that trip down Route 66, mm-hmm. old style, like kind of off the road, one one town or one, you know, light pit stop town. Yeah. Um, you know, with the old vintage cars and like the sock hops. And it was supposed to be like kind of like a 50s date night car ride type of area. Um but then cars came out and then it just kind of all made sense to kind of integrate right. those ideas and put Radiator Springs there. And I tell you, Radiator Springs is one of the most like on brand to like from screen to yeah, a tr- uh, you know, area. To, like, yeah, in real life, in real life like in reality, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it's it's amazing. Not to mention, it's beautiful. Um, I don't know what are those called. Um, like the they're not mountains. Oh, the Cadillac um, mountains in the background. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. beautiful. They're so <laughs> beautiful. Like the the colors. Um, seeing it at night, like just amazing like it's so beautiful like as like not the biggest cars fan movie um like i I love this land like it's Mm -hmm. so it's just yeah again it's just very immersive they did like such a good job with all the detail um and it's a fairly big land because like you you have to track a little bit like even from like when you're kind of all the way back behind flows to see where like where radiator swings racers is Mm -hmm. to like um luigi's um ride yeah roadsters yeah. i think it's called <laughs> or even from all the way at the front of the park where you kind of come in from um the big cars sign or the cars land sign welcome to cars land and yeah. um uh, mater's tr- uh, tractor pull like it's a very big it's land big. and yeah. like you definitely feel like this land is like run by cars <laughs> yeah well yeah because um uh lightning mcqueen and mater will like drive like down the streets oh to down go, to the cozy car. yeah yep to do like their meet and greet there um yeah not to mention um radiator springs racers the the ride like is amazing mm-hmm. like like it's like it it's like the vehicle technology of test track but um but did something good with that. Yeah, but did, did something good with it. Like, it, like, tells, like, a story and, like, you're going through, like, you know, the other part of um, of the land. And I, I love that ride. Yeah, and it's nice. It's it kind of, like, the same along the lines with Incredicoaster over at Pixar Pier where, like, you have an onboard soundtrack. So, like, I remember, like, when you're, like, you're actually in one of the cars, you're, you're racing someone else. But, like, you kind of turn a corner and you can see, like the waterfall off in the distance with some forced perspective and you get Mm -hmm. like just an amazing soundtrack and it just sounds so like triumphant and you know like you know heartwarming so like it's they use this soundtrack to really play into how like emotional like and beautiful like this area is and then you actually get into like the physical like set scenes where you're actually like a car yep um and then it kind of turns into like this like you know one-on-one race (laughs) through radiator springs or you know through the mountains and it's like then it gets upbeat and tempo and it just it's so it's so exhilarating honestly yeah i i love that attraction it was that was i don't know they did a really good job with that so but yeah again like just adding ip and i think just um Disney just really knocks it out of the park, I think, when it comes to detail work and mm-hmm. really making you feel like you're in these lands. Um, you know, like I said, I, you know, Cars is fine as a movie, um, you know, but, like, I I love walking through that land. It's so... Like, out of any of the places in DCA, like, we probably found ourselves more in, like, 
in Cars Land and Avengers Campus more than anywhere else in, yeah. in the park. Yeah, um, sure. And it's, you know, those are lands solely based on IP that we love so much. And, like, it, I, I don't think it would be nearly as good if any other type of IP or if it wasn't IP in there. Right, yeah. Um, so, and then we can just touch on, I guess, Pixar Pier a little bit. Um, yeah. That was, um, used to be Paradise Pier. Yep, when it first opened up, um... And, I mean, it, it kind of seems like it's gone through a couple iterations, but yeah. now it's currently Pixar Pier, and um, I think it's a really cute, fun area to, it, it to really be in. It really is, on. yeah. Um, you know, because you have the Incredicoaster, um, which, I mean, for, for a roller coaster um, being, like, outside, like, I mean, they do add, like, some theming elements to it. Um, you can smell, like, the Jack-Jack Num-Num mm -hmm. cookie when you're going. To be honest, it's probably, like, one of my favorite rides in DCA. It, yeah, like, honestly, like, I, we rode that probably the most. I think, like, five times at um, least. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know, just, like, um, walking down, because you have um, the, from Inside Out, the Whirlwind of Emotions ride. Yep. Which is... Obviously, like, just a little kitty ride, but it was so It was so cute. cute. I loved that ride. Yeah, that was really cute. Um, and then you have uh, Toy Story Mania. You have Jesse's um, Critter Carousel, carousel thing and down you have, there. And there's, you know, the traditional, like, boardwalk games or, like, the boardwalk yeah. food. But it's all themed to Pixar. Pixar. And it's not just one specific franchise. It's the entire, yeah, like, Pixar canon. Yeah. So, like you said, like, you have Inside Out. You have a lot of Toy Story. The Incredicoaster, which is... In incredible <laughs> um and you know you, you can have like a jack jack's num num cookie you can yeah. have um like an, an abominable snowman you know ice or yeah. ice cream there yep. so like or uh angry hot dog from <laughs> from anger from so there, there's tons of stuff to do that's all pixar themed and I feel like it fits really, really well just in that area because it feels very fun. It feels very yeah. fresh environment. And then on top of that, you add characters into there. Yep. Yeah. So they do um, some character meet and greets out there. And um, yeah, I mean, obviously it's not like, um, it's not like Cars Land or like Avengers Campus, but it still has like, I don't know, just like that really fun Pixar Disney like feel to it. You yeah. Know? There's a tonal theme that goes over the whole area from emotional whirlwind all the way up to lamplight lounge yeah. really in that area and it's 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 a small area again it's small but mighty like yeah. there's a lot to it there's, and yeah um it's it's just when you walk into it like you just feel like it's it's very fun it's very fresh it's it, you just feel like like you're just gonna have a good time there. yeah yep yeah for sure um so yeah i really i really like it yeah like so it any of these um, all the places that we've talked about like are are lands that have had this ic integration into them and even like with pandora we mentioned we didn't really like a whole lot like all of the lands are incredible we love yeah. all those lands we don't feel like that ruined the park or we don't feel like i don't feel like it ruined no, the experience at I, all i think if anything it, it just enhances the experience and like i said earlier um i don't really I don't understand, like, if you're a Disney fan and you make the time to go to the parks, like, why do you not want to see, like, these movies and shows, like, in the parks? Right. Because, like, why does that, why did why do you get upset about that? And, like, if you're, I guess if your main issue with, with that is that they're taking away, like, the original ideas of the park, like, you need to celebrate the original ideas of the park more. Like, like we've mentioned, we have Figment. Well, yeah. We have Orange Bird that, mm -hmm. you know, makes an appearance. Like, Chuby is a new character, like, you know, that we have out there. Um, 
even like going over to um back to animal kingdom like you have expedition everest yeah like that's like a whole like original like idea and that has its own story Mm -hmm. um and everything over there and i think that's probably like one of the last rides that was like solely like a brand new original idea it's like celebrate those or like you know keep on celebrating how much you love the haunted mansion or you know even like you can even make a case for like the Dapper Dan's being like park IP. Yeah. Like they're they're as much of a character as they are entertainment into the parks. Yeah. Um, if you're really gonna get upset, ups- be upset that they haven't brought more like original ideas like Duffy to the parks. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about it kind of in length with um, your um, idea for a new Epcot festival, like Disney. The stateside parks could do so much more with Duffy, and they haven't done any of that. So, like, you know, I know we're getting some of the, like, Star Wars and Marvel, but, like, you know, don't be mad that they're adding those. Like, be mad that they're not capitalizing on the chance to, like, really celebrate more, like, Disney IP that they already have in the parks. They just haven't utilized them better. Yeah, like, I mean, like we said before, and we'll keep saying, like, Figment needs needs help he needs an update like Mm -hmm. i mean bring back like what he originally was and i think um but yeah you know and just like yeah like you said like celebrate what what's already there and you know and i don't know what's going on like in imagineering like you know i think disney like we said is a business they have these movies and shows and they want to capitalize off of them and i think you know just integrating them into the parks um just makes sense Mm -hmm. um but I'm not going to complain about it because most of the time I, I love what they do. Um, and Disney's just going to do it anyways. So, like, they're going to make these changes. And I guess if you want to, like... And you're going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to be that person that, you know, is just upset about all the changes. Like, I just, I want to genuinely embrace them. And, you know, and if I don't really like something, then I, you know, maybe I just won't, you know, go over there as much. Or I won't maybe ride that ride as much. Mm-hmm. But there's plenty of other things to do and enjoy um in disney um in you know personally i don't think ip is running the parks um i think if anything i think it's like these angry disney fans that you know just feel so entitled to to everything um you know and yeah i don't know i just i think there's other things that um can ruin like your park experience then yeah this is coming from someone that got happily ever after taken away from her and then given back to her (laughs) (laughs) No, and I no, but I agree with you. Like yeah. this is like Disney is at the end of the day a uh, a business. If they know that they have a very marketable franchise on their hands, like you know Spider Man and the and the Avengers, like mm-hmm. why wouldn't you integrate that into the park as much as you could? If you have Star Wars, a juggernaut that's been around for decades that people like still love and still will flock to, why wouldn't you put that into the park? Right. You know, and there are we've obviously gone over some examples where they've done it very very well integrating like new ideas like Avengers Campus with new characters Mm -hmm. or you know areas where they haven't really done it the greatest like Pandora or Star Wars Galaxy's Edge but like those areas are still incredible they're still amazing like we haven't even talked about like some of our favorite like interactions in the park which are I feel like seeing Kevin at like Animal Kingdom yeah like that's incredible like or we're going to be seeing uh, a new walkthrough Moana experience Mm mm-hmm or, like, something, like, for um, the Halloween party, they brought in, like, Max's power yeah. line. Like, they understand, like, there are characters that fans will flock to. And 
I feel like they're maybe starting to realize, like, if we put more of these things in the park, like, more fans will come. Mm -hmm. So, regardless of whether or not you don't like the fact that they shut down Horizons, or, you know, they got rid of the Osborne Lights. Or the great movie ride. Or the great movie ride. <laughs> they're going to give, you know, if one person complains about, you know, the great movie ride going down... Well, 10 other people are going to flock to it because there's a new Mickey original ride there right. that is good for the family. So Yeah. Well, and that's like what I said. At the end of the day, like, people are still going to go to the parks. They're still going to buy those tickets. Like, there, I don't think there's really anything that Disney's going to do that's going to make us, like, make a good majority or, like, um, make it noticeable that, like, we're boycotting Disney or, like, we're just sick of Disney and we're not going anymore kind of like, thing. Uh, because of we, it sounds so, doing. like, I can't imagine being sick of Disney. Yeah, like, <laughs> I just, I don't know, but I just, I feel like when people get so upset about, like, you know, these changes or, like, what they're adding or taking away, um, you know, I think there's just maybe other things that, um, you know, maybe that happened in the parks that, that are more worthy to get upset about, yeah. you know? I mean, there's always, I, there's always going to be something to complain about, but if you're going to complain about Disney putting Disney-owned property into a Disney park for Disney fans, like... Then Disney's not the place the, for Disney's you. not the like, place for you. Uh, like, yeah. You're probably the same person <laughs> that's mean to cast members, and... That's not okay. That's like, definitely not okay. <laughs> you're definitely ruining someone's day by doing that. So, um, but we want to know what you yeah. guys think about. IP yeah, like, are you? I don't know. I like I said, I like IP. I I love mm -hmm. seeing it. Like, I just seeing it from the movie to like experience it in real life. Like, like I want. Like to be honest, I want more IP. Yeah, like, I, I, I want to live. I want to live close to a park like Avengers, like or uh, like TCA where they have Avengers Campus, where I can literally go and watch the season finale of Miss Marvel and see Kamala in the park the yes. very next day. Or I want to see where I can watch Loki and see where he's gone from prisoner Loki to now President Loki as a variant mm -hmm. and then go and meet President Loki the very yeah. next day or see the Hulk or see, you know, Sam as Cap. Like I want to I want to I want that more in the parks because to me that's what I want as a fan. That's what I feel like, yeah. you know, I I need as a Disney fan is I want to see more. I want to see like a Soka walking around yeah, Galaxy's sure. Edge. And I think that's why we just love character interactions so much. Mm -hmm. I really think it just elevates and just changes the whole Disney Parks experience is bringing those characters in mm -hmm. um, and having those interactions. Um, but yeah, let us know what you guys yeah, think about sure. IP. Are you on team i want my horizons or universe <laughs> of energy back and i don't want these new ips in there or are you okay with the changes as long as you know they're for the good which i think for the most part we've at our on our perspective like these changes adding ip has been for the good but yeah definitely let us know what you think or if there's a area in the parks that you think could be improved a little bit more with ip yeah we want to hear those ideas as well um, you can always drop us an email or a, or a, a message on Instagram. We're always on there uh, with updates. Yes. Um, while you guys are listening to this, um, this is Wednesday. So we are probably getting ready for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party right now. No, we just had Oh, we just had it. Yeah, yes, that was so last night. we are in Hollywood, Hollywood Studios. Studios today. So maybe hanging out with Chuby and... Gonna go watch Fantastic. Gonna watch Fantastic. Yes. <laughs> uh, so follow us along on Team Unicorn Podcast on Instagram, where we will update. We'll probably update on our personal ones too, which you can find there. 
Um, or you could go ahead and listen to the whole last uh, catalog that we have. This is, yeah. what, episode, like, 25, I think, today? Yeah, I think so. Um, you go back and see us pack for this Disney trip or yep. go watch, you know, listen to one of our other Dig a Little Deeper episodes. Um, we would really appreciate that. And we you yeah, know, love having you. the interactions and, you know, conversations with uh, the people that uh, listen and follow along with us. Yeah. But I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else? to say to the people um i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> i don't think so either this has been really fun yeah. to, to discuss this but um but yeah i think that's gonna do it we're you know enjoying the parks this week um so make sure to follow along on instagram and uh for the team unicorn podcast i'm sammy and i'm tyler and, and it's, it's been magical, magical. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Team Unicorn Podcast. You can find us on all major podcast platforms as well as YouTube. Make sure to subscribe, like, and review wherever you are listening. And follow us on Instagram to keep up with all things Team Unicorn. And remember, stay magical.